Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome to episode number 58 of A Strange Thing Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Austin. And we are your magnificent hosts. Or some kind of hosts. Some kind of hosts. And as always... We're coming at you from the Stranger Zone. The Stranger Zone. It's where all the magic happens. <laughs> Some magic. We've got everything you could ever want in one, what, 12, 12 by, by 10, 10 room. room. We got bows and arrows, maps, bags, boxes, a Yeti gyrating on a whiskey bottle. This is posters, pictures, oh, grandfather's clocks, eagle statues. It's a legit grandfather's clock. Mm-hmm. It is my grandfather's clock. You know, since we are going to start introducing video, mm-hmm. let's do a 360 of our little studio here so people will know why we sound like we do sometimes. You should post it on our Yeah, on so our if you want to see it, go to our YouTube channel and you'll <laughs> look up a Strange Thing Podcast and we have some videos there and we'll put a video there of this little tour that we just said audibly. Yeah, perfect. Um, we've actually tried a couple other times to do this episode mm-hmm. and to no avail, we had all kinds of issues and yep. it just didn't come together. So this time we're going to, even if it sucks, we're going to put this one out there. Yeah. I've had people ask me about it, you know, when's the new episode coming out, which makes me feel good. It's like maybe two or three people out there actually listen yep. and want to know when the next one's coming out. So, so, here it comes. Here it comes. Here Deal it comes. with it. Yeah. We're going to talk about what, Austin? The Hollow Earth. Yes. Because this is part of our series of A Strange Earth. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Flat Earth. And we talked about the Strange Earth in nebulous form. And in those episodes, we talked about that we were going to go out and investigate. Because we like to do an investigation when we kick off a new series. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to investigate the hollow earth and it was winter then yeah it's and not we a good get time out. to dig yeah. around mm-hmm. in the soil so <laughs> we finally made it out didn't we yep we did it got it was perfect timing too right now it's like desert it's over 100 degrees every day it mm-hmm. seems like and but at the time it was more like spring yeah so out in the desert in these rocky areas it was green it was fast it was beautiful now it looks like somebody mm-hmm. took a gray and brown pencil and just scribbled all over our yeah, map. Yeah, yeah. It's all covered in just weeds, rocks and weeds <laughs> and dirt. And it's a giant tinderbox for But fires. at the time, it was green. It looked like Ireland a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it was bit. pretty. Yeah. It was just green rolling hills for a while. And so there were sheeps out there. Uh, we took the time to dive in and really investigate the hollow earth dun, 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 dun. yeah so that's what this episode is about the hollow earth but before we get into our investigation because that was really fun and really it was a cool blast let's talk a little bit about what the hollow earth is let's do it so when you hear the hollow earth austin what do you think because i've dibble dabbled you did a little i've heard some podcasts yeah, on the things mm-hmm. you ever heard of a wonder ball no it's like a candy and inside is some kind of treasure. Oh. It's like a chocolate orange, and you hit it with a hammer, and it pops open, and inside is I've a seen those. And they had a yeah. commercial. It's like, I wonder, wonder, why do I do? What's in the wonder ball? It used to come up on, like, Nickelodeon or whatever. But that's what I picture. We've got this thick mantle, this thick crust that goes around everything. Yeah. And inside is some kind of mystical thing that we don't understand. That's what I that's what I imagine. That's what you think. Yeah. Okay. This this wonder ball. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that's really interesting about the hollow earth when you hear it. 
because it's actually a theory about the actual physical shape and structure of our planet. Mm -hmm. So it's a theory of how the earth is actually structured, not just on the surface that we see, but all the way down to the middle, to the core. Right. So we're going to talk about the theories, but convoluted with the theories of this geophysical structure, which is called the hollow earth theory. There are a lot of things that are conflated with that, mm -hmm. including the mystical underworld stuff and also underground civilizations. So you're saying it's like onions. I'm saying that the it's hollow, a big concept. The hollow earth theory has layers. It does have layers, but the theory is more of a scientific thing where the idea of the underworld is more of a mystical, spiritual kind of okay, thing. So when you're talking about descending into the earth, you can take a Y. Do you want to go route A, mythical, fantastical, magical? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to go route B, where things are like hard, set in stone? They're Science. A cavern, a cave, yeah. a, a no. dwelling of the underworld. But well, it's not dragons and goofers. Well, and there's also A plus B, which is a combination of everything. Which is, you know, an actual physical structure underneath the earth, as well as it's being populated with mystical beings or creatures or cities or civilizations. So the idea of a hollow earth is like an onion. It is. It and really has is. layers. Yeah. So I'm sure our listeners, when they hear us say hollow earth, they might be thinking conspiracy theories. Nice. They might be thinking, you know, like hell. They might be thinking of like some giant underground city. The labyrinth. Labyrinth. Put yeah. down in the underground. Yeah. You find someone so we're going to talk about the actual geophysical theory of how people in recent history believed and came up with hypothesis, 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 okay. that the earth is hollow. Okay. So this is the geographical, geographical. is that the right way? Sure. This is the this set is, in stone. This is all earthy type things. Yeah, no mystical, magical. Physical. Geophysical. Well, I don't want to separate it all from the mystical, magical stuff because that's all the fun stuff and that's the really strange stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get there. But to just kind of break it into categories where we can actually analyze this in some kind of systematic way, I want to start with the geophysical theory of the hollow earth and do a little history on that and maybe touch along the way some of the, the other theories that are intertwined with it. Um, okay. And that would be like the mystical stuff, the ancient stuff, the, gotcha. the things that we know exist and the things that people suspect or believe exist, even though we haven't found them yet. Okay. So let's just talk about the geophysical theory, okay. um, which is, I mean, stripped down to its basic core. Yeah. No flat earth involved. Yep. No flat earth. It's a giant ball and we live on the outer crust on the surface and that underneath the crust there's a hollow interior. Some kind of cavern. Like giant, huge, hollow hole. Yeah. Like if you were to tap on the earth as God, it would sound like a... Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, there, there are variations <laughs> of the hollow earth theory through the years. Um, some believe that it's hollow without a core. There's nothing in the middle. It's just like a giant hollow egg. Mm -hmm. um, others that it's hollow and has a solid core in the middle. 
So it's kind of a hybrid. It's got an inner core and then a vacant expanse or atmosphere. And then an like outer a floating shell. nougat in the middle. Yeah, it's like the core in the middle, and inside is the atmosphere that is like a open space. Huh. And okay. then there's the idea of varied shells inside the hollow earth. So layers that are separated by so there's my onion. There's your onion from Shrek. But think about the onion as not an onion because it is layers. But there is open areas between the layers. So it's like a parfait. Everybody like parfait. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know cake. <laughs> Everybody loves cake. It, think of it as shells inside of a shell inside of a shell, mm. separated by space. The Earth is laminated mm-hmm. and, and the, insulated. And there, you know, there are reasons why these things exist in shells that are separated by atmospheres, and they would say that it's probably some kind of magnetic repulsion that lines the each of the shells that pushes the other shells away and up and holds them all in place so never bump yeah like those things you get for babies it's almost like a shell of a roly-poly and you're you're supposed to be able to put cheerios in this bowl and if the baby tips it the gyroscopic inside of it it will cover it because these expanding like not expanding but these shells that are overlapping will Will close. Yeah, up it's like the, gap. the inner shell's weighted, so it always yeah. will re- maintain a certain direction. I don't think anybody knows what we're talking about. I don't either. But anyway, <laughs> maybe you get the idea. Okay. But that's an idea. Um, there are others uh, ideas that maybe they're hollow, but that the interior is actually like a sun in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's like the idea of the concave hollow Earth, which is that we aren't really looking up into the outer space. We're actually looking down to the sun in the middle of the inner space. Mm. And so that's a theory. So there's all these different thoughts and ideas. But the basic gist is that we live on a giant hollow ball that has a middle inside that could be empty or maybe has different layers of shells inside all the way down to nothing at the middle or it could be a core in the middle or it could be a sun in the middle okay yeah so that's kind of the overview of all the different well i'm sure some psychos have come up with some other ones oh yeah and we're going to so talk don't about say some all not all we're going to talk mm, about some of the them. major yeah categories because people are weird and they come up with really strange ideas hollow earth yeah theory okay so that said we talked about that thinking of the hollow earth sometimes you don't think of the geophysical things and structure you think of other things that are kind of mixed in like ancient myths and mythologies Mm. and stories about creation there are all these stories of the underworld yeah this is actually the fun area for me i this i want to get to this because i think this is where all the really strange stuff lies and i think it's where a lot of the true stuff lies we'll just go through some of these ideas really rapidly we're not going to get into depth because each one of these things could be its own episode Heck, each one of these things could be a series of episodes. Mm -hmm. But let's just go through a couple of things that through history people have thought about the underworld or have names for the underworld. One is the underworld, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the ancient Greek mythologies talk about the underworld and there's a lot of legends about the gods that live down there and who controls it and all that kind of stuff. Do you remember the underworld movies? Yeah. With the vampires versus the the werewolves and lichens. Yeah. And she... uh, Comes down with a sword and slices right through his head. Yep. And he looks like nothing happened and his head goes like... Falls off. Yeah, the vampire. King vampire. Yeah. Yeah. It cuts his head in half. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. You know, that was a yeah, good show. Underworld. So here are some of the, the ideas of the underworld. Okay. You have the abyss. Then you have the pit. Things that was cast into the pit. Okay. Um, which is this idea of underworld and hell. 
um, there's hell. That's kind of a Judeo-Christian kind of yeah, idea. You're, you're Dante's mm-hmm. Inferno kind of yeah. thing. You're evil demons yeah. and prodding and fire and burning and Which torture. is like the place underneath the surface of the earth where the souls of departed bad people are stored until judgment. Hmm. You know, that whole idea of hell. To get out of hell, don't you have to ride Satan's tail? Or Isn't that what Dante did? Or to get into there, you have to go across the River Styx. I mean, there's all kinds of weird stuff in there. But we're not going to get too deep into this because that's cool stuff. That's what I'm saying. So I've been, a couple times I've been hunting. And uh, I've I've gone into like the the outhouse things that you'll find at like a state park. They're nice little brick buildings, fairly clean, toilet type thing inside. And I'd say like fifty percent of the times have these pamphlets in the window. There's like a small window to let in light. Yeah. And if you grab the pamphlet, it is always something along the lines of you're gonna die death is at the door you're gonna burn in hell yeah, you're gonna scare die you, scare you into is doing this what you that. want gnashing of teeth it sounds like a southern baptist guy gnashing of the teeth the pricking of the skin and you shall beg for death and death shall not come for you mm-hmm. and then there's this one little part at the end that's like if you like what you heard then please call our hotline yeah or something along yeah. those lines and i think that's the hell that people think of is this yeah. The fiery, you know, blazing Blaze inferno, inside, and the yeah. and the teenage boy with his five hundred one jeans screaming. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, and there's that scene like in Constantine, where where they go to hell. He he gets in a tub, and they use a cat, and it channels him into hell. Ooh. And he wakes up, and there's fire, and these demon things running mm-hmm. around. And yeah, I mean, people think that kind of thought. But anyway, we're we're talking about this. I don't want to talk about this yet because there's a lot of cool stuff to talk right. about in here. So I'm gonna keep going. You just so, said the hell, and it yeah, hell. In my head popped these yep, pamphlets for I sure. found in a forest park yep. bathroom. Which, yep. if you've ever been into a forest park bathroom, yeah, in a 105 degree day, you've already been to hell, buddy. I always thought that was just toilet paper. Those pamphlets. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> you could use them for that. Yeah. Except for if they're glossy. Ooh, That's and never cool. get a paper cut. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Anywho, okay, let's That's just go. That's hell. Yeah. That is hell. <laughs> so there's also the Lake of Fire. I mean, that's yeah. another name for it. Yeah. Um, you have the whole concept of Hades. And Hades was actually viewed as two different compartments that stored souls of the dead, right? You had the good side and the bad side. So you had okay. Sheol, which was the bad side. Uh, Hades reminds me of uh, the Disney movie. Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Oh, yeah. So there's a... Well, every major um, pantheon has an underworld character. But Hades in the movie, he's got the fiery right. blue hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he sits on the throne and he's the he's king the, of the underworld. Yeah, he's the god of the underworld. What? Honey, you mean Hercules. <laughs> That's the only one I got. Yeah. But I was hoping I could come up with a Hades. I'll find one and put it here. So Hades, you finally made it. How are things in the underworld? Well, they're just fine. You know, a little dark, a little gloomy, and as always, hey, full of dead people. What are you going to do? Nice. All right. So another one is Abaddon. That's another word, uh, a name for the underworld. Um, Gehenna, of course, that's one. Um, you got the idea of Tartarus, which is the, the ship in um, Doctor Who. Oh, no, that's the Tardis. Oh, never mind. This has got an extra uh, extra syllable. Syllable. Tartarus. And it's possibly the same thing as what's in the Bible is called outer darkness. It could be Tartarus. And uh, just as a side bit, because we're going to get into this stuff, mm-hmm. um, that is the place where the fallen angels 
that decided that they wanted to go boinky boink with uh, human women. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where, when they were judged, they were thrown into outer darkness mm-hmm. or Tartarus, and they were kept under chains. So they're chip. According to that mythology, they're still under that imprisonment. Hmm. Yep, under the ground. I like it. So anyway, okay. So you got the underworld idea. Okay, we beat that to death with the stick. Mm-hmm. We didn't get too specific, which is what I'd hoped for. And then you got the whole idea of underground civilizations, mm. which could be part of the underworld, the you know mythical stuff, but. They are civilizations that actually live underground. Which we know there have been. Sure. Um, like cities or people who just live in caves. It's cooler. It's, right. you know, yeah. out it of the sun, from protected invaders, from whatever. water, yeah. all kinds of So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, <clears throat> just let's talk about some of the mythological concepts of underground civilizations. So, you have like a Garda, which is in Buddhism. A Garda. Isn't that a book? Yeah. But in the Buddhist tradition... It's a it's the center of the earth. Mm. It's a civilization, and it's filled with the Agarti, which are evil demons oh, okay. that live there. They're bad, all right. But then you've got a modern take of this in that novel, Agarda, which was written by a guy. I think what's his name, uh, Robert Ernest Dickoff. <laughs> I remember that name from high school. Yeah, and in the book, it's a network of tunnels with openings all over the place, Hmm. including Antarctica, the United States, Brazil, Tibet, Pacific Islands. And in that book, the inhabitants are the descendants of Martians that came here prehistory and lived under the earth. And that's where they're at. Into aliens Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yep, yep. Shout out to my Discovery Channel. What's up? Yeah. So then you also have a Buddhist idea of the city of Shambhala, which Mm. don't get confused with the Three Dog Night musical interlude of Shambhala. You're old. (laughs) You don't know what I'm talking about. I have a vague reference, maybe. It's an awesome song. I'm going to play some. Okay. Nice. If you're old. If you're old. Yeah. For people over. 45. Tell me what I'm talking about. I'm surprised. As much as you like classic rock, you never really experienced never that. Never was a three dog nighter. Well, more of a Led Zeppeliner. Yeah, Led Zeppeliner. But anyway, yeah. Okay. So then we got that. Uh, so we got another one, um, just real quick. The idea of these creatures called the Nagas. Whoa. Which. Whoa. What? You can't say that. Nagas. N A G A S. And. It's a Hindu belief that they are the children of the gods. These Nagas are the children of the gods, and they're flying serpentine people with human faces. Wow. So like dragons with human faces. Yeah. But they live underground. Mm. Yeah. A lot of things live underground. Flying serpentine people with human faces. Yes. That's terrifying. That is. Yeah. Could you imagine? Mm -hmm. Let's say we wake up tomorrow, and these people... Come out of the ground, Mm -hmm. and there's just flying serpents, and they're biting us with human faces. Yeah. We got Jay Leno's chin on a freaking python, zip-zapping around the world, biting people on the subway, on the the commute. He's riding his bike delivering pizzas. (laughs) Jay Leno comes up, chomp. That's terrifying. Well, we've talked about these things before. We've talked about these hybrids. You never you mentioned these... people faces on snakes. Well, I mean, it's a hybrid. It's a chimera, right? Yeah. So there you oh, go. No, it's 
Yeah. The most terrifying. Oh, okay. Well, let's keep going. Underground civilizations. We got those mythical things, but then there are actual underground civilizations Ooh. or cities that we could talk about. Like ants. Yeah. There's the Darren um, which is in Cappadocia, Turkey. Hmm. The oldest parts of it are maybe 4,000 years old. And uh, they think that maybe that the oldest sections were built by the Hittites. Okay. Like 2000 BC. That's pretty old. Yeah, and it is this massive underground city complex. I mean, it's massive. It could hold up to. I've read a few different stories about it. Some say 70,000 people, and they think that probably 20,000 people actually lived in this multi-tiered underground, miles and miles of tunnels and rooms wow. with air shafts and underground storage silos Plumbing for grain. And stuff. You know, you'd, you'd have to so. get rid of it, right? You'd have to yeah. get that stuff out. You know, I'm sure like the humans lived on the upper levels where the air is a little more pure mm-hmm. than the lower levels where maybe they kept things that needed to be cold, like wine or oil or, yeah. and then livestock would be in there as well. But it was, mm. a, this is a massive place. People have lived in there continuously for a long, long time. And then they kind of quit. And then a guy was out digging or something and moved a rock and found an entrance and that's where they found this giant city. And now they've got other ones, too. So this that's is in crazy. Turkey. Yeah, they're, I mean, huge, massive underground cities. Have you ever seen, like, ants? Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, you've seen I've ants. Never but have seen you ever seen an ant before. <laughs> have you ever seen how they, they'll make their colony, their, yeah. their tunneling mm-hmm. system? Yeah. And they'll have, like, a passageway for floods, like a floodway yeah. mm-hmm. that will, like, it fills up earlier or something. A, a roundabout. It, and it goes all the way down into like an aquifer that they've created. Mm-hmm. So if it rains or somebody floods their yard or something, instead of flooding the area they're in, it bypasses their yep. whole entrance and all their stuff and mm-hmm. it fills up. That's crazy. So I wonder if these people, what were they called? The Darren? The name of the place is Darren Caillou. Okay. But it's in Cappadocia, Turkey. But I, I wonder if they had the similar type of thing where they've got these... Oh, These yeah. bypasses for floods. They've Absolutely. thought it all out. Yeah. That's amazing. I'd like to go see yeah, that. Yeah, you should. I mean, if you get online, online, look it up. So I'll put some links on our website. Um, if you look at the show notes, I'll make some links to that. And and uh, there'll be some some connections. So you can actually see some illustrations and pictures from inside this place. You, you can go get tours now. Um, hmm. The new stuff, they believe, were actually the early Christians that were escaping persecution, oh, wow. built more and lived under there. And they believe, because there's churches underneath the ground like big open caverns for you know where they had a chapel so that's amazing yeah it's crazy Crazy that'd be really cool to go see so but see we could do a whole episode just on that in the history Mm -hmm. um then you got like the shanghai tunnels um and these are in portland oregon what basically the portland underground yeah it used to be huge it connected a bunch of stuff underground so you didn't have to walk in the cold winter and, and they're rain. called the shanghai tunnels yeah could because it connected chinatown with the other parts of the city oh, okay yeah it it's still there. I remember as a kid going there. I think they probably, when they built new buildings and stuff, some of it has been filled up. But there are still sections you can go on underground tours in uh, Oregon. Is it um, Italy <clears throat> where they have those crypts underneath? Yeah. Is it Italy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's well, in pretty Rome, crazy. They have all the catacombs and stuff. Yeah, the catacombs. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, even under the Vatican, there are oh, rumors to be tons of kids of under there. <laughs> Um, have you ever heard of like the crazy um, water system underneath Las Vegas? You know, I have heard. And there's like a ton of people, apparently, mm-hmm. never been there, just seen pictures on Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But 
There's apparently all these tunnels underneath Las Vegas because the soil there does not naturally absorb water, water yeah, so because it's it so dry. Mm-hmm. So it is prone to flash flooding. So yep. they've created these major water systems underneath this hub of people mm-hmm. so they can get it out so they yeah. can get it out without ruining you know caesar's palace and all these things right so people have taken to living down there because vegas is hot yeah going underground you're going to be naturally mm-hmm. cooler mm-hmm. and i mean you just gotta hopefully just watch the weather channel and get out <laughs> before the rain comes yeah yeah, yeah scary well just more continuance of this stuff you have like the edinburgh vaults in the UK. They were created like in the 18th century. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge complex. You've got the Dijia Ching. I think that's how you say it. Dijia Ching. Maybe it's Dixia. D-I-X-I-A. Ching. Yeah. In Beijing, China. C-H-E-N-G. Which was built in the 1970s. Um, it says there are hundreds of entrances to this. It was built as like a fallout tunnel or a bomb built shelter. Built in the 70s? Yeah. Okay. It was an emergency oh. shelter and there are hospitals, restaurants, um, gymnasiums. It's huge. It's massive. It's a giant city underground. You've got the salt mines. They actually lease out space in these giant salt mines areas where they've dug them out. They've routed power and stuff, and it's all underground. It's like this giant underground work development complex. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. That'd be Um, cool. (gasps) We should get one for the stranger zone. Yeah. Stranger zone. We got to find a salt mine. You know what my favorite um, underground mythical place is? Bilbo Baggins. Oh, yeah. His little hobbit hole. Got a round door. It's got lots of rooms, lots Mm -hmm. of pantries, lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. And all the dwarves come and knocking. Well, the dwarves, they like underground stuff. Yeah, the mines of Moria. Uh, Under the mountains. Oh, okay. So, speaking of under the mountains. Far over. No. In Cheyenne Mountain, outside of Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne Mountain, which is where uh, NORAD used to be. Now I think it's like the hub of uh, the Space Force. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you going to sit there like an idiot doing nothing? Or are you going to join Space Force and shoot for the stars? But it's like inside a mountain, 2,000 feet under granite, this giant complex, miles of tunnels and rooms. And I don't know, I think there's 16 buildings underneath this mountain can withstand, you know, a direct nuclear strike. Um, It has giant doors that slam shut if there's any kind of nuclear or biological attack. Everything, these internal buildings are made to float on like an ocean of springs so that if the mountain shakes or shimmies, it'll float on top of it so that it won't break apart. Whoa. All of the conduit and stuff is like flexible. Um, It's a crazy thing. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the thing um, by Area 51? I I could cite something, 49 or something, but it's like a, a under the under the mountain. It's like a hidden um, experimental place. Huh. Moon, kind of, Moon Lake or something? You can kind of see like the roads, but they're like hidden. I've heard of that before. Yeah, I don't I wish know. I, had, I, don't, I was kind of relying on you to know what I was talking about. I don't know what you're talking about on that, but it sounds really, really interesting. But anyway, so you thanks got all, for humoring me. Yeah, you got you got all of these things that are associated with hollow earth, mm-hmm. under the earth, whatever. But we, like we said when we started this uh, episode, we went out to do an investigation to see if we couldn't find an entrance to the hollow earth. Yes, and we went out in a side by side. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. We went out in the desert to an area known for lots of caves, lava tubes, hundreds of miles of lava tubes out there. I don't even know how many entrances or exits there are. A lot of them are like caved in, but we went to some cool ones. Yeah, it was a blast. We woke up, I don't know, eight o'clock. I came to your house. We got some coffee rolling. Mm-hmm. Got in your truck. We loaded up the side by side. We had camera equipment. Yep. Some some drinks for the, uh, the investigation destination libation. The idea. Yes. And we went out to around Gooding, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And we you had mapped it out really well on your GPS thing, and mm-hmm. we just pulled off and crossed some railroad tracks on the side by side. And out first cave desert. we went out to it was what three miles. From the yeah, where probably, parking somewhere spot. out there, yeah, and uh, it's called Tea Kettle Cave. Mm-hmm. Probably and one of the most well-known ones out there. Yeah, it's huge yeah. and it's really, really interesting and visually almost stunning. Mm-hmm. So if you if you were to pull up, you can't really drive up to it. There's no road that goes straight to the cave, right? But there's a little parking area, and this is all like big rocks and boulders. Yeah, You'd have yeah. to have like a jeep or a, a big truck, something to get pretty, or a side by side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we pull up and we walk over this little crest, mm-hmm. and no joke, there's this hole, just this probably round hole, in twenty the by twenty, the like a yeah. twenty foot diameter hole mm-hmm. that just drops down into the earth. Yeah, it was like if you were riding a horse at night, yeah, and totally you happened to go it. across there, you would you'd be dead. Yeah, it would be so easy just to fall into. It's like the plane of the mm-hmm. hill, and then a hole. It's yep. the weirdest thing. Well, and people that go out there to look at it. Yeah, we saw those kids. It makes me nervous because, I mean, there's no guardrails. It's just ground and then drop to your death in a hole. And it's not like a, a tube going down into the Straight, earth. They yeah. call it Tea Kettle Cave because the entrance is small mm-hmm. and it opens up like a bulb. Mm-hmm. And then off to one side facing the west. I think so. Is this like chute. It's like a that like goes a up to a smaller entrance, which would be like the spout you pour the, the yeah. tea out of. That's the so name tea kettle. That spout entrance is probably six by six. Yeah, and it's and, sloped, so you can actually yeah. kind of crawl, slide down into it. Yeah. So I went in first, kind of shimmied my way down, and then you're in this bulb that's probably eighty feet. Yeah, easy. Uh, eighty feet in diameter. Yeah, yeah. eighty feet. Maybe round, bigger. Big old orb. Under the earth. Yeah. And it's weird because as the sun shines through that smaller 20-foot hole at the top, mm-hmm. it casts light down into a small space mm-hmm. at the bottom. Yeah. And in that small space are all these really cool, bright, lush fern plants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a sign that says, don't step on them. They've been here for thousands of years. Yeah. So just stay <laughs> off these plants. Stay but off the ferns. It's crazy. In the middle. Of it, this it's big like bowl. you're yeah. entering a little world in Skyrim. Yeah. We'll put the video of that up on, yeah. on YouTube too. So we went down there, Dad and I. We brought our backpacks and yep. we did our ideal, our investigation destination libation down there uh, in the cave. Car bomb. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it was fun. We found that that portion of the earth is in fact hollow. Hollow. <laughs> yes. So we did find the entrance to part of the hollow earth. Just not the major hollow earth at the middle. So um, then some dudes showed up. He yeah. was drunk. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah. He walked right across the center of the ferns. Yeah. He did not. He was holding he two beers. He had a hard yeah. hat on. Yeah. And he just walked right in. And I was like, okay, let's leave. So we left. We went to another cave. And this cave was insane. Yeah. 
Dead Horse Cave. Dead Horse Cave. Given the name Dead Horse Cave because, like the first cave, if you were walking or riding a horse across, you would fall into this place and die. And that's what <laughs> they found when they found this cave. There were wild horses that would make that mistake and be running across the plain and fall into Dead Horse Cave and they would die. And so there were a lot of bones at the entrance. So that's how it got its name. Yeah, and it's weird because, and you probably know the history better mm-hmm. than I do, but somebody has poured cement. poured cement steps down into this cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you walk down into this cave, and it's in the middle of nowhere. And when you get in there, it's like you've stepped into another world mm-hmm. because everything is oval-shaped. The yeah. ceiling and the ground are the long portion of the oval, and the walls are the tighter radius oval. And the floor is almost completely flat. Yeah. Like, you will not trip on anything. It's like a dance floor in there. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, you know what's really interesting about that cave? Not only are there concrete steps poured into that out in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. but there are also benches, concrete benches that line the sides as you go further into the cave. For like a rave. (laughs) Well, not just a rave, (laughs) but... There was a fraternal organization that used to meet in there called the Oddfellows. They were the independent order of Oddfellows, and they would meet down there, and it could hold up to 400 people. They would do their rites, secret rites down in there, creepy Mm. stuff maybe. I don't know, because they're secret. But it's a massive place. That is crazy. And they said they had power ran out there at one time. You know, when they were meeting out there, they would basically turn into a giant party cave. That's weird. And right it now, was, it's still a giant party cave. It's full of graffiti, of graffiti and stuff. Yeah. And they had like a little fire there. Fire pit. But walking into that cave and seeing how vast it was, because mm-hmm. it was... What, what was the occupancy? Didn't, well, they said 400 people. Yeah, it could hold 400 people. more than that. Oh, you could hold more than that, but they would have these meetings and up to 400 people would meet out there. I yeah. think you could hold a thousand or more. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but, you could stuff people in there. We walked down there. There's a little fire pit somebody had brought down with some mm-hmm. little logs to sit mm-hmm. on. Yep. You could totally, if it was, let's say you were a, a Native American tribe mm-hmm. and it was a bad time of the year, you post up totally there. You live in there. You yeah. could live in there and all you'd have to do is trek a couple, what, 10 miles, I guess, to the Snake River. Well, there's other bodies of water and stuff too, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we found that crazy lake out yeah. of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You could totally live under there. So the idea of an underworld, underground civilization, mm-hmm. after being in a cave so big, is well, duh. I would yeah, live here. Totally, it's like a free house. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, comparatively, there are massive underground yeah, structures like that, that are natural. So this isn't even like the biggest. In fact, the third one that we went to wasn't as big as tea kettle or dead horse Mm -hmm. but as far as the length who knows how far that went yeah this really gives you an idea of what lava tube means Mm -hmm. because you can see it if you're on like a google map you can Mm -hmm. almost see the how they run under the ground the points at which it has collapsed going across the landscape and it's pretty big you know what that reminded me of you know the book dune by frank herbert Mm -hmm. and they've made a couple movies of it where these giant underground worms swim through the sand yeah and then they come up and stuff and they do these aerial shots in the movie where you look down and you can see this worm winding its way and they're massive you know they're like miles long yeah and that's what this looks like from above. If you look on mm-hmm. Google Earth, you'll see these little lines. Almost looks like worms underneath the ground. It does. Swimming through there. And those are the lava tubes. 
And they're all over. Mm. I mean, not only in the Gooding area, but all through southern Idaho and up through Oregon. Well, even... Thousands of miles. I just got a story. I sent it to you. Mm -hmm. A creepy story that a friend told me about. We might maybe give you guys a little snippet of that story later. But um, this guy was in a lava cave Mm -hmm. and had an encounter with something very creepy. Mm -hmm. But that was all the way over in California. Yeah. So... This whole area, this, uh, I'm not going to say we're Pacific Northwest, but this northwestern portion of the the continent Mm -hmm. is volcanic like crazy. Yeah. And there are so many tubes and just like craters of the moon. Oh, yeah. Tons over there. Is this Mm -hmm. weird place where the whole terrain is just lava rock. Just cinder. There's no plants. There's no anything. It's just rocks. Sometimes there are pretty flowers, like something poking up a little yeah, cat guy before they die. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's just so much lava and underground stuff going on in this area that it really yeah. to believe that there's no chance that anything can be underground is kind of ridiculous. Well, I know, like over in Hawaii too, there oh, are big, yeah. huge lava tubes that you can take tours in. South America, there are all kinds of underground cave networks. Yeah. A lot of them are legendary, and they have their own mythologies about, you know, certain tribes that came out of the ground. You hear that in, like, the islands off of the coast of Papua New Guinea, of uh, this tribe that believed that they came out of the ground. Yeah. You have Indian legends. I th- what are they called? The Mandan tribe that was in the Dakotas, and they believed that they came out of uh, basically an opening there along the Missouri River. Or is it? I don't know. Whichever river runs through it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have done more research. Yeah. But anyway, we're spitballing right now. Yeah, they they believe that they actually their ancestors came from underground. Then you have the stories of the Hopi Indians in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. They, they, I think they actually believe that is the an entrance to the to the Hollow Earth, the Hollow Earth, and you have to boat down and mm-hmm. there's some like petroglyphs and stuff down yeah. there too that mm-hmm. are pretty crazy. So yeah, so this stuff's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and we could talk about each one of these, I think, for days. Yeah, you could do a full episode um, on. But this episode is about just kind of introducing the concept of the Hollow Earth and all of its glory, because there's a lot of glory here. A lot of glory holes. It's a glory hole. <laughs> and I guess we mean that in the purest sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Google it. No. So we went on this big trip. Uh, not big, but we went on a pretty long trip in the side by side. Went yeah, to all day, three different caves. Yeah, we were out there all day. I threw a three different a, caves. We went to like we didn't even get to McKinney yeah, Caves. That's true. We went to McKinney Caves was like that. Well, we said that network of lava tubes. Yeah, we went into that. We had our cigar and whiskey out there on the top. Which there's a video of that. Yeah, I threw a I threw a, a snake at a you. rope snake. Yeah, we were sitting on this nice little hill right above a cave, and I just thought it would be funny to do like a time-lapse video of Dad and I sharing a little bit of whiskey from a flask and smoking these cheap little cigars. So I just propped up my uh, camera and uh, let it run, and we were just sitting up there having a little cigar. It was kind of raining, like intermittently. Yeah, it was nice. And uh, I saw something in the the weeds, and I was like, oh, a snake. Mm -hmm. So I hopped up to go get the snake, and... Uh, when I got closer, I realized it was a rope. <clears throat> and Dad had stayed at the initial spot. Yeah, I was just sitting up there watching. So yeah. I pick it up and kind of hold it out. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go look. And I just kind of threw it to you. Yeah, right as I started standing And up. you went. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. screamed like a little girl. <laughs> I screamed. But, you know, I 
That was kind of dangerous because we were perched yeah. right over the opening to one of these lava tubes. There was a good 10-foot <laughs> drop into yeah. solid rock. And then you huck a, a snake at me. As far as I knew, I didn't know what it was. Here's this thing yeah. flying at me. And, and yeah, Freaked every guy would bit. scream. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I'd have caught it, <laughs> ate it. But yeah, that was fun. We went out there and, and we went into a few of those. Yeah. And uh, we actually... That was the deepest I think we went into a cave. Yeah, that was weird because and it we, was the roughest. We yeah, it was all just collapsed rock. Yeah, there was a lot of, of the ceiling rocks had fallen down in this tube. So we pull up. We parked pretty close to the entrance in yeah. the side by side. And it's just a lava rock terrain, probably for a mm-hmm. hundred yards into the main entrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of climb around these um I don't even know. Ottoman sized yeah, <laughs> lava rocks. rocks. Yeah, and big rocks. jumping over one and getting on the other. And then you go down into the cave and it's dark. Yeah. And out of the cave is a nice breezy cold draft, which yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we go down into this thing. You're catching this cold breeze and I'm I'm ahead of you by 10 feet, mm-hmm. 20 feet maybe. And out of the cave <laughs> comes this volleyball-sized pigeon. You thought it was a bat, I, a giant bat. It scared the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> it came right, because there's only one way it can go. Right through you. It's right into my face. I'm like, Ugh! Yeah. And I had my hand on my gun. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. What is that? Yeah, what's that? And yeah. then I was like, okay, it's just a bird. Yeah. I take two more steps. And another one comes flying out. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. They were pigeons or wild yeah, they doves were, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Scared me. Yeah. So bad though. But we so were then, way back in there. The like a back wall. Yeah. Was covered in like a cage. Like a, it was walled off Somebody by Somebody welded a, a grating yeah. in there. And it says you can only go in there between X month and X month. Yeah. And I'm assuming that has to do with erosion. Or maybe there's a lot of water that comes through there at certain times of year. They want people trapped. Snow runoff or something. Could yeah. be. Well, the ceiling was only 10 feet high, maybe. And it was very rough. Yeah. And they had, it looked like a, basically like you were in a prison. Yeah. It was creepy walking mm-hmm. up because mm-hmm. you can only see, I mean, it's dark. It dark, is dark, dark, dark. Yeah. Without a lamp, you're. You would be just seeing black. You'd be blind. Yeah. Um, you get back there and you just see like a, a prison cell yeah. look. Yeah. Just, and it's like. What are they Big keeping? iron bars. What did they lock down here? Is that Shelob? Uh-huh. Is that some giant monster from the abyss or something? And then you see one little opening <laughs> yep. that you can crawl through. Four by through three. Through the, yeah. I guess, the metal fence yeah. that's there. There's one little hole. And you have to wiggle through it. It's not like something you can just walk through. Yeah, you'd have to put one leg over and kind of shrug through and then yeah. put your Get the other one. And then who knows how far, because we stopped there. That was probably, what, 50 yards in? Mm-hmm. And then, it, and then we know at least it went to that other opening we were sitting above. Yeah, so we came out, walked around to another spot, and there was a hole that yep. went down. We didn't really go down there because we were Just both a little bit, tired. But it was <laughs> totally connected to the same yeah. tube. And then probably another 50 yards from there mm-hmm. was a hole that was probably only the size of... I don't know, yeah. four by three again, mm-hmm. but it was all gated off and it was like, you can never go down here. Yeah. You'll get stuck. So. I, I know that there were posts online about people that are spelunkers that do this a lot mm-hmm. and that those tunnels run for miles. Oh, yeah. You know, we didn't go in that far, but it is the entrance to the underground, the hollow earth. Mm-hmm. And we were smart enough to actually take some video footage this time. Yeah. I brought my drone. So we flew it down the hole in Tea, tea kettle. kettle Cave. 
we uh, we got Dead Horse Cave, mm-hmm. and we have some video of us actually going through the McKinley Butte Caves. Mm-hmm. I'll put that together, and we'll put that up on our YouTube channel. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. And that, that brings up the thing everybody says that on a podcast. Go like and subscribe us. Yeah. You know, yeah. YouTube, um, Instagram. We got a Facebook, 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 uh, Facebook page for our podcast and we have a Facebook group for people yeah. that want to share like weird stuff. We don't talk about this much. We do have a YouTube channel uh, with a few awkward awkward videos on there. <laughs> I, hopefully we'll get better at that. And we have an Instagram that you're welcome to join. We'd love you to you know follow us and like us or whatever. Yeah. And then obviously Spotify iTunes yeah podcast whatever thing. your your yeah. podcasting listening devices that helps podcasts yeah. grow and yeah. we need to grow if we want to continue like doing us, our comment, silly little rate thing, us. So. yeah do it yeah we all don't. right enough of that let's yeah go. okay let's keep going <laughs> so yeah but check out the videos because we took them and they're fun yeah and you'll be able to see some of these events that we've been talking about today mm-hmm. so let's get back to the whole concept of the hollow earth and where this theory actually started, the geophysical theory of the structure of the Earth actually being hollow. Who knows where in the conflation of these different ideas, somebody said, oh, I believe the Earth is a giant hollow ball. Yeah, there could have been all kinds of different sects yeah. of people that are yeah. pondering Had and that wondering kind the of world. Thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But really, the first guy that put it down on paper was this guy called Athanasius Kircher. And he wrote something called the Mundus Subterranus. Okay. Yeah. Mundus Subterranus. Big subterranean. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's yeah. like huge. Big underworld. S- underworld, yeah. By um, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah. Athanasius Kircher. <laughs> Not Kircher. Kircher. Ashton K-I-R-C-H-E-R. Kircher, author of the Big Underworld. Yeah. Anyway. He believed and wrote about an intricate system of cavities and basically a giant channel of water hmm. that connected the North and South Pole. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he was like the first guy that's documented, right? And then you have another guy, and this guy was like in 1692. The first guy, uh, Athanasius Kircher, was like 1655. So 17th century, right? So in 1692, this dude that some people might know, Edmund Haley. I've heard um, of him. He hypothesized and came up with a model for a hollow earth to explain how come year to year the magnetic poles of the earth shift. They noticed that if you use a compass, that every year it would vary in where it pointed. Degrees. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. So Edmund Haley was, I mean, he was a contemporary of Isaac Newton. He was really super smart, very scientific. And he was instrumental in like plotting the longitude and latitude of the earth and coordinates and stuff like that. Um, he's most famous for plotting that song, the. I uh, can see Haley's <laughs> comet. Haley's comet was named after him um, because he predicted when it would come back because he computed the elliptical orbit hmm. of the comet and he said, well, it'll probably come back in this year. I, and I don't remember when that was, but that's what he's known for. But he also believed in a hollow earth. And he believed in a series of concentric shells inside the earth that were separated by atmospheres. And that inside of those atmospheres, life could be living inside the hollow earth. So there could be life underneath the ground on these shells that are all spinning. Each one of these shells would be spinning a little bit differently than the shell above Mm -hmm. it. 
and that the very middle would be a solid core, maybe out of nickel or a something. black hole. And he believed that those spinning um, shells caused the magnetic shifting from year to year. That's why it wasn't always pointing at the same place. Interesting. So anyway, it was a logical theory. It wasn't supposed to be mystical or anything. It was a true scientific theory. You know, it was later proven wrong. But kudos to him because he wasn't far off. Our current model, we have different layers of the Earth. We have the crust, we have the core, we have the inner core, the outer core, we have the magma layer and all of that. Mm -hmm. Then all of those are kind of moving separately inside of our current model of the Earth. So yeah, and those things are actually what cause the magnetic shifting that we experience when we use our compasses. Nice. Yeah, so cool guy, Edmund Haley. You want to hear a fact about that? I don't know if it's a fact. We might have to Googleize it. What? I heard that his name is Edmund Holly. Oh, like Holly? Like Holly. Buddy Holly? Maybe. <laughs> but, and then, so this guy, it might have been Neil deGrasse Tyson or somebody like oh, that. Yeah. He's like, oh, everybody says it wrong. Everybody says Haley's coming. It's Holly's coming. So, hey, Google, be- how do you say Edmund Haley's name? According to Wikipedia, there are three pronunciations of the surname Haley. These are Haley, Helly, and Lee. As a personal surname, the most common pronunciation in the 21st century, both in Great Britain and in the United States, is Haley. Hmm. So Neil deGrasse Tyson is wrong. I don't know if it was Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I don't want that guy coming after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. might make me feel dumb. Yeah, because he's not smart or anything. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you can edit that yeah, out. Yeah, so Haley, <laughs> um, another thing that uh, Edmund Haley hypothesized was for the Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis. Mm-hmm. He thought that that might actually be atmospheres from the hollow earth escaping at the poles and that's what caused those shimmering lights Weird to happen light in the north things. yeah mm. i have no idea what causes oh. it okay i do know that here in idaho that last thursday they said that you potentially could see the aurora borealis here in southern idaho which is crazy oh, wow. i didn't go out and look i forgot mm. But yeah, I don't know what causes it. <laughs> That's right. We're just hacks, right? Yeah. We, which if we don't say this enough already, I'm going to say it again. We're not specialists. We're just a couple guys that are interested in a lot of weird things. And we sit around and pontificate a lot. And maybe we make sense and maybe sometimes we don't. But we don't overestimate our own knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the stuff we regurgitate from what we find out online or books that we read or listen to. Or, or podcasts. Yeah, or podcasts. Yeah. They're our friends. So anyway, take it for what you will. So another guy, and this is in 1818. So we're slowly moving forward in time, Mm -hmm. right? Started with Athanasius in 1655. Now we're going to 1818. A guy by the name of John Cleves Sims, or Symes. (laughs) Um, He proposed a hollow earth with an outer shell that was maybe 800 plus miles thick. He believed that there were maybe up to four inner shells with uh, openings on the poles, and each one was maybe 1,400 miles in diameter. So very wow. huge. Yeah. Huge openings at the poles. So he would kind of subscribe to the the Edmund Haley view of the world. Kind of. I think these are kind of like, you know, those hypotheses were taken and maybe expanded on mm-hmm. for different reasons. The development of mm-hmm. hypotheses. Yeah. So that okay. was his belief system. Um, move a little bit further in time, we get to like the middle 1800s. And you've got uh, Jules Verne, who we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, yeah. who wrote Journey to the Middle of the Earth. And this is like 1864. 
I didn't realize that he was that old. old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was in the ninth or the 20th century. I thought it was like 1950s or That's something. That's crazy. Because in my mind, you're right. I've never read the book. Right. But I've seen the movies and stuff. The old movie or the remakes? Um, I've, we've, we've talked about the yes, old one. Yes, and I've the seen the, episode, the newer yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But I would put him, if I had to guess, in, in his writing in the movie mm-hmm. and machines. Like yeah. a steampunk um, J.R.R. Tolkien era. Yeah. Like C.S. Lewis era. Yeah, maybe a little earlier, but, yeah, I mean, but a contemporary. Yeah, but not, what, a hundred years Yeah, 1864. Before? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's I would crazy. never have guessed. Yeah, so the, his he wrote the book uh, Journey to the Middle of the Earth, but they made a movie based on that book in 1959. And so I remember the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a With previous the, episode, the we talked about no Morlocks is the time machine. Time machine. Oh, yeah. I'm wrong. And he also wrote Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Mm. So he he was a stud, man. I love this guy. Yeah, very very uh, creative minded. Yeah, yeah, very scientific. I, I guess you would call him. In the past, he would have been a futurist, mm. and now he's a pastist. Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he wrote that. You know what? For fun, I'm going to find a see if I can't find an audio clip of that 1959 movie and put it right here. It's unthinkable, but it must be true. A man took some tools and went where no human being had ever set foot alone. Went into the interior of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, this is James Mason. Come along with Pat Boone and me, Arlene Dahl, Diane Baker, and Gertrude the Duck. And discover sights and sounds and wonders no living man has ever witnessed before. Filmed in the incomparable magic of Cinemascope. We'll take our leave of civilization on the bleak, barren wastes of Iceland. Peer in awe at the bottomless crater of an uncharted volcano. Make the perilous descent into the unknown. You'll pioneer with us through countless miles of trackless labyrinths. Discover huge subterranean caverns never beheld by human eye. Become lost in the weird underground maze. You'll find yourself engulfed in grotesque, petrified jungles. Marvel at the fantastically beautiful quartz grotto. Tumble into cascading salt beds. Escape from hissing steam caves. Behold the staggering underground ocean. You'll encounter breathtaking dangers beyond belief. Here, at the center of the earth. Stop! They are warning. You'll never find your companions or your way out. You need me as much as I need you. Stop and come back. Well, yeah, Jules Verne, he was a stud, like we said. In the book, he talks about an underground civilization or world that had prehistoric creatures. He believed there was an underground ocean. That basically what would happen, the oceans would kind of wrap around the entrance to the hollow earth. And because of the circumference of the hole was so big and because it was rounded and the gravitational forces, you'd never know that you were sailing around into the middle yeah. of the earth. It was such a big opening mm. and the, the arc was so going, long. Yeah, so long that it never felt like you were going over anything. Mm. It just fell flat. So you got Jules Verne in uh, 1864. And then we'll jump into the 20th century uh, with a guy named William Reed. Um, he wrote a, a book called Phantom of the Poles. And uh, he had a little different take. He believed in a hollow earth with no sun in the middle and no shells. He just thought it was one big, expansive inner space. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe he believed in a core of some sort, but I don't even think that he believed that. 
The yeah. So that's 1906. So the pulse is there. Yeah. So I mean, this. I mean, even though people were very skeptical, especially mm-hmm. by the 19th century, they were starting to question all this stuff. Right. And they were starting to do experiments that proved that it wasn't hollow. But then in like 1913, there was a guy named Marshall Gardner, and he wrote Journey to the Earth's Interior. Oh. And uh, this guy was really smart. He really put a lot of thought into it, and he actually created a, a what he thought was a working model, and he patented that model of how the hollow Earth would work with the sun in the interior and how the shells would rotate around it. Okay, so did Verne and Gardner, were they writing like fiction at the time? Verne was, like- was fiction. He, he was writing stories, but that was a valid theory back then, right? Okay. So it was. So he's pun. He's a elaborating on, on, a, on an existing theory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Gardner would kind of be doing the same. Yeah, Gardner was more scientific about it. I mean, okay. but I mean, I think people at that time mm. probably thought it was pseudoscience or you know fringe. I don't think most people didn't believe it. Um, there were experiments that they did to, to prove that the Earth wasn't hollow; that it was actually full of something. So I don't want to get into all those experiments because there's a bunch of them and a lot of them are confusing. Do you think at the time it was like Crichton writing Jurassic Park where he's, you know, it's fiction. But they could see it coming. But he's like the DNA manipulation, the extraction of DNA, the use of frog DNA and Mm -hmm. using all these other things. Crichton wrote the, the Jurassic Park series. Yeah. Just for people. But now... And nowadays, we're seeing people kind of doing that. Doing that, yeah. We've talked before about them putting like woolly mammoths mm-hmm. into the Siberian tundra. Tundra, or yeah, and see what happens. And uh, I wonder if it's kind of like that where they're like, oh, that could be true. We could see that happening. Mm-hmm. And instead of us actually going that route, we went a different route. But I wonder if at the time it kind of had that same level of like, ooh, creepy. That could be real. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm thinking it probably did because... Along with these stories were a lot of rumors and probably lies or stories yeah. that, you know, that people Myths made up. And yeah. Like, oh, people- my, my grandpa, he was a fisherman. Right. He was hunting, he was hunting tunas down in the, the whatever. And he went under, he went under the world. Yeah. That's something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, people were making up stories that they hear voices under the ground and stuff. Mm, that's Yeah. Terrifying. Or they were making you know, kind of telekinetic communication with creatures that are under the ground. But anyway, we're getting a little closer to some of that. Um, so like in 1964, there was this guy known as Dr. Raymond Bernard. Mm. And there were a few guys in between here. I, you know, we just don't have time to go through all of them. But I wanted to mention this guy because he's like one of the latest guys. And he's the one that's kind of the father of marrying the idea of a hollow earth with like underground UFO technology. Well. And UFOs that come out of the poles, that they're actually like internal bases for UFOs and alien ships and alien civilizations that are living underground. So, you know, he called himself Dr. Raymond Bernard, but his real name was Walter Isidore Siegmeister. Isildur? Isildur Siegmeister. Isildur Siegmeister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's a fascinating guy. This guy was like... He was into like all this holistic health stuff. Um, mm. He was a vegan. Oh. He practiced this thing called uh, breathinarianism, which means it's that... He's made up. He believed that he didn't have to eat, that he could just absorb energy and didn't actually have to eat anything. 
Um, I don't think that worked for him, but he was also a fruititarian. What does that mean? Means that he would eat nothing but fruit. Okay, so mm-hmm. he's not a breathinarianism because he ate fruit. Well, I think he was a breathinarian until he needed to eat, and then he ate was a oh. fruit, fruititarian. So he's a failed breathitarianism. Breather, breath breatharianism i think you could say he failed in veganism failed in breatharianism and failed in fruitinarianism mm. in a cycle you know because he ended up hollow <laughs> kind of like he believed nice. but anyways he's a very strange dude yeah. um and he wrote a book called flying saucers from the earth's interior oh god he is cited as the guy that kind of married this hybrid of the hollow earth theory and these kind of conspiracy theories that involve UFOs, UFOs and, and weird stuff. So was he a doctor? I don't know. Self-proclaimed. His name that he went by yeah. was Dr. Raymond Bernard. Yes. Mm-hmm. His real name was Walter Isidore Sigmeister. Yes. He was a vegan that didn't eat anything but only ate fruit. And he believed and wrote books about the UFOs that live inside the Hollow Earth. I would like to meet this guy. That's like I said, he's a, he was a strange dude. Yeah, yes. he's, he's he's no longer living, but he was a weird guy. <laughs> and uh, But he's still cited. And a lot of people that are on the fringe that are really into this kind of idea of the Hollow Earth mm-hmm. and the conspiracy theories of aliens living in the Earth. And communicating with us. It, it ties into all the weird stuff with UFOs that we're seeing right now. A lot of people believe that they yeah. are under the they earth. They talk about like trans medium. Um, where they can just like go through space and, and water and stuff yeah. without making a splash. Right. Yeah. And they're always associated with water. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really, really interesting. And I know we could do a whole podcast on that. On what they do. What they might be. Who they might be. We should do a whole podcast on this Uh, contradiction of a person. He doesn't even know what he eats. Uh, He doesn't even know his real name. It is a fascinating read. Uh, If you look on Wikipedia, they got a pretty good article on him. Um, There are other things. If you Google him, they'll come up with all kinds of stories. Here's the the kicker. He wasn't well respected. Let's just say that. Here's the kicker. Mm -hmm. Does he say he knows what the UFOs are? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Because that, that, if somebody calls them UFOs and then claims to know what they mm-hmm. are, you know they're lying. Yeah. Because they've <laughs> identified them. You know how you had the weird guy that, uh, when we talked about the flat earth, I can't remember his name, that tried to shoot himself up at a rocket. To prove that, oh, yeah. That there was no curvature of the earth. I mean, you got those kind of guys in the hollow earth realm as well. Yeah. And, and so it hasn't stopped with uh, Dr. Raymond Bernard. And there's a lot of weird ideas about the earth. One thing that I've seen that it made me think about was just how huge our planet is. It's rather large. It is rather large. So our planet, uh, they say, is probably around, well, almost 8,000. We'll round up to 8,000 miles in diameter. It's quite large. That's that's not the surface area. That's just... It's just the diameter. That's the straight line across the furthest points. Right. And then, so to the middle would be almost 4,000 miles. I think Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, what? 39, 70 something miles. And they say that the Earth's crust is, I don't know, how thick is the Earth's crust? It's not very thick on that outer layer. But, you know, maybe 15 miles, maybe 10 miles thick. And you think about the technology we have as humans. We dig holes, we have, you know, drills that drill down 
And how far do you think we've actually been able to go deep into the ground? How deep? It's funny because we've talked about this before, but I do not remember what we talked about. <laughs> well, we talked about it in our two other attempts. Three miles. <laughs> yeah. No, it was seven miles. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Seven miles is about as deep as we've been able to drill. I think, it, what do they call it? The Kola borehole in uh, Russia. And it's not, I think it's yeah, they almost made it eight miles before it hit rock and seized up because the heat and pressure was just too much. It couldn't do anymore. <laughs> so eight miles, all of our and, effort, which is, which I guess would be like eight divided by what we rounded to 4,000 4, miles. Yeah. And because four and eight, that's half and mm-hmm. then thousand. We know that it was two thousandths. So point zero zero two. Of to the, the way there. <laughs> of the, to the center of the earth. Yeah. So with Not all a our good technology, we've only got two thousands of the way like, to the center of the earth. break yeah. the surface. Yeah. We scratched it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really interesting, you know, if you want to mix in the mythological stuff here. Mm-hmm. So that super borehole in Russia that went eight miles deep. I guess they dropped a microphone down there. Yeah, that I was going to bring up, that creepy, yeah. screamy yeah. hell. But they believe it's tectonic plates shifting or yeah, something. something like that. But then, like, well, gosh, hell's only like eight miles deep. Yeah, right. <laughs> that doesn't seem very long. That's like me driving into town. Eight <laughs> miles to hell sounds like a Pantera song or like a, yeah. you know, like a yeah. Ozzy Osbourne or something. Yeah. Well, you think about the deepest place in the earth, like, what is it, the Mariana Trench? I think that I think is... they have another one. It's like 7.3 miles deep underwater. Deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we just had that submarine oh, yeah. that drove down to the Titanic yeah. that, that collapsed because of the pressures. Did it pressures. down there, though? Well, it, it, tried. it got part of the way there, and then it imploded. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's nearly as deep as, as the Mariana Trench, because the pressures at the Mariana Trench is just... So staggering, yeah, huge, crazy, crazy nuts. So here's kind of a related topic. Yeah, no, no um, we're spitballing now. You know, in uh, Star Wars, um, it's one of the newer ones where they're, they're Anakin's young, and they go and meet Jar Jar, and they're going under the water and those submarines and the giant fish. You're like, in the creatures, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy uh-huh. like shakes his head when he talks, mm-hmm. and, I, uh, yeah. and he says, "You shall take a." The speediest way through the planet's core. Core, yeah. And then they go through and they're... Water. They're like driving around this like weird boat. Mm-hmm. And like a fish grabs them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, more fish. And then, and then it gets eaten by a bigger fish. Yeah. And then it flies away and they're like this big like Godzilla. And, and he grabs says, the other fish. There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. <laughs> it... Uh, the idea of going down under the ocean uh-huh. in a submarine or like going to the Marianas Trench is so terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Because I've seen pictures. Yeah. Or like washed up or like mm-hmm. all these things of weird, creepy animals. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why you'd want to try. I truthfully believe there are some crazy animals down at the bottom of Marianas oh Trench. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I and mean, they're not little micro dudes no. like you see in the videos. There's like probably like a dragon or some giant monsters down there. Uh-huh. Well, so there's all dragon. kinds of legends of like crafts that do move underwater that are supposedly of alien technology, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So that reminds me, I think I told you about this. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Linda Moulton Howe, 
we call her Mother Moo. Mm-hmm. She's kind of the mother Respectfully. Of, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally respect this lady. Kind of like Mother Teresa. Yeah, she's the one that kind of originally broke, or one of the people that originally broke the story about cattle mutilations mm-hmm. in like the 70s. So she's been around a long time. But she has a whistleblower who was like a Navy SEAL. Oh, yeah. That to this. supposedly had um, visited these underground... I guess they're alien ships that are mm-hmm. buried under the, uh, I think it's Antarctica, that are like two miles underneath the ice. The ice, yeah. And they got to it by going in a submarine down and under, and then would come up underneath. And then there are other ones that would actually go down through the ice core. And she tells these stories, and, you know, I I want to believe those things. I have a really hard time, but I find them fascinating. Yeah. Um, she You'd like to meet the, the Navy SEAL. Yeah. For one, I wonder what a Navy SEAL's got to do with the... Well, they were like, uh, according to her, she was talking about that they were like running security. They were like doing things, moving things in and out, people in and out that were basically the uh, mm, the, the professors yeah, and, the and scientists archaeologists and, and scientists yeah. that were down in there. Huh. And they were the ones that were ferrying these people out of the submarines. And, and apparently... It was under so much pressure in the submarines, but when they would come up it inside, would, it would or whatever. the pressure would be equalized, and inside of these places underground, they'd just be huge. And, and like illuminated. Illuminated, self-illuminated. The illumination would follow you as you move through this structure. Well, that was weird. That was really weird. So if you probably heard those pops. Uh, we had to abort our recording for a minute and go out and check and see what that was. It sounded like gunshots. Yeah. And there were some firework kind of sounds after the first set. Yeah, but there were three sets that we heard that were pop, pop. Sounded pop, a pop. lot like gunshot. Yeah. There's a different sound between an AR-15 yep. and a, a, a mortar, mortar or a firecracker. Yeah, going off, yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. was a little weird. Wigged us out. So but nobody's screaming in our neighborhood. No, so no sirens yet. Hopefully so. everything's cool. Yeah. It did give us a good scare, though. Yeah, it got our adrenaline I had a up. full adrenaline dump. My <laughs> eyes were watering. I was ready to fight somebody. I was trying to remember where I left my, <laughs> yeah. my handgun. Yeah. I was like, oh, is it in the motorhome? Where <laughs> is, is it? Locked up yeah. somewhere? <laughs> uh, I remembered, but I didn't go get it. Not yet. <laughs> it anyway, gave us a good jump yeah so what were we talking we were talking about linda moulton Howe and how mother moo had yeah. been interviewing a guy who was a whistleblower a navy seal about these giant underground tunnel um, systems they could have been ships yeah that were massive two miles underneath the ice in antarctica mm. you know it just goes to show there's all kinds of stuff out there that people believe Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Maybe people are just making stuff up. Um, I don't think Linda Moulton Howe is making anything up. I think she's a true believer. And so when she says stuff, I'm you know I'm I'm skeptical, but at the same time, I give her the benefit of the doubt that at least she believes what she's saying. And uh, you know I'm not fully there yet, but who knows? I mean, we do this podcast much longer. I don't know what I'm going to be believing because mm-hmm. it seems like no matter where we go we always dead end into these kind of really strange things that are all connected. Yeah, and they know, there's no definitive answer to anything right now. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe one day we'll find an answer that supports one way or the other. But right now, I mean, you, uh, we have our beliefs about the hollow earth. Mm-hmm. I think you and I both don't really subscribe to that belief. I think there are hollow areas under yeah. the earth that maybe are pretty creepy. But 
for the most part, it's not like a, uh, it's not this concentric, like there's all these concentric, uh, uh, right. Orbs that are inside of each it's other. It's not the geophysical structure of the earth. Yeah. yeah. I think you and I were, it's pretty much solid with maybe some tubes and caverns and yeah. stuff. Or another thing, I'll just throw this out there right now because I wonder about this. There could be, um, well, for lack of a better word, portals that are in certain areas under the earth, whether like you were saying, UFOs that seem to be able to move through water, through rock, those kinds of things, portals or interdimensional type of things that allow you to move into different realms, including maybe the unseen realms or kind of like the upside realms. down. Yeah. Like we talked yeah. about in yeah. Um, yeah. Stranger Things. Right. Um, sh- shout out to our name thieving TV show. Yeah. they We existed before <laughs> them. So there you go. No, but I think there's never going to be definitive and there isn't right now answers to a lot of these questions that we have, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to Linda Moulton Howe. Right. The government's not just going to come over and be like, hey, so here's yeah, the deal. This. Well, and I know they've they've done these like re- releases of we've got alien technology that we're trying reverse to reverse engineer yeah. and stuff like that, but they're never going to tell us what's under the ice in Antarctica. Well, and then you know that they probably are running different programs for PSYOPs, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, who knows what is disinformation, true information, what it is, but who knows that it's not. Very, exactly. Very interesting. That's what I'm saying. There's never going to be this as, like, that's how it is. That's the end. Open and shut case. Well, until you see it or experience it. Exactly. Right. And we don't have that opportunity. But we, we would look. We went out and looked for it. Yeah. And we keep. We will continue. Yes. Yes. We, we are will gonna... find the dwarves that live under the mountain. That eat people. Yeah. In can. the Bennett Hills. We got to go out there and do that. Yep. That'd be interesting. I don't know what else we need to talk about in this episode other than to say what I would like to do now that we've talked about the Hollow Earth. And there are all these plugins to the Hollow Earth. Um, and we went through a lot of them. Mm. But that's scratching the surface. No but I'd like to jump into some of those holes <laughs> <laughs> and talk about them a little more in depth. Okay. And, you know, I don't think we need to hit all of them, but I'd like to talk about some of the stranger things that are there. Nice. (laughs) Well played. Thank you. Yeah, because, I mean, it's fascinating. It ties into so many things. It ties into spirituality. It ties into faith. It ties into... Religion. Science. Sci-fi. Science. Yeah. Everything. All these crazy things. Yeah, and and so let's get in maybe our next episode. Let's spend some time talking about some of the stranger parts of things that maybe live in, under, or through the earth. Yeah, sounds good to me. Cool. Cool. Get us out of here. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, track down a, a shooter in our neighborhood. Yeah, I'm going to go hide in the back bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All Sounds right. good. Well, join us next time if we're still here. Yeah. For some strange things and some... Good <laughs> one. <laughs> so join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversations. <laughs> Taters. Taters. <laughs>